Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Alma Murder, which is episode 15 from season five and originally aired on the 12th of March, 1989. Our writer for this episode is Chris Mannheim, who's written 12 episodes. And I think this is the Chris Mannheim that we were corrected on. This is a lady, Chris Mannheim. And I think we attributed her as being a male last time. But the episodes she's written that we've covered are Curse of the Danav, Sheer Madness, and Glynis's favorite, Murder, Plain and Simple. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Alma Murder finds Jessica flying back to, oh, Green Falls. Sorry, I couldn't remember for a second where she was going in the world's tiniest plane because she gets called by her, she was in a sorority and one of her sorority sisters, Emily Dyers, who's now the house mother for that sorority house, played by Diana Shore, calls Jessica and lets her know that one of their favorite professors, Professor Leon Walker, played by E.G. Marshall, has been arrested for murder is what he's been arrested for. And so she flies back to Green Falls to see, I guess, to try to help him. She's greeted at the airport by other fellow sorority sister, Margaret Stone, played by Janice Rule, who is now now teaching at the university as well that they were at. She takes her to the jailhouse where she, where she talks to Leon. Basically he tells this, I'm sorry, this synopsis is going to be kind of convoluted. There's a lot of flashbacks, a lot of lies, and then like redoing of information. So I'll try to go with what I think will be the most applicable. Leon essentially is covering for somebody he says that he was having an affair with a woman called Rhonda Sykes, played by Kate Vernon, who was then trying to blackmail him. And so he killed her. And in the opening sequence, we find him getting arrested for this murder as he's cleaning up the crime scene. So as Jessica goes about her business, going back to the sorority house, she meets Steve Chambers, played by Jason Beggy, who is... He's also teaching at the university. His mother was Kathy, another one of the sorority sisters, and he's good pals with Emily. And he, his wife, Karen Chambers, played by Dana Sparks, it was also a former sorority sister, and she's sort of helping out in the house. She seems pretty disgruntled and not happy about Steve not making very much money. Also in the mix is D.A. Paul Robbins, played by Ralph Waite, who Jessica goes to see, not realizing that it's Paul. Paul's a former uh, uh, college kid with them, who I guess was Jessica's college boyfriend. I mean, I guess that's the implication. They they went together or whatever they say. And um, Megan's got questions on the timelines. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, the Frank timeline is really tricky to me. <laughs> There's, you know, they, like they never commit to saying anything, but clearly they liked each other. Jessica used to write all of his papers and he... Um, is a lifelong bachelor, apparently, but wants to uh, go out with Jessica. So they essentially start investigating. We find out more about Rhonda. She wasn't, you know, people really did not like Rhonda. And, yeah, a lot you know, of burns against Rhonda. You know, a lot of like maybe not so modern thoughts on Rhonda either. She didn't seem like a nice person, but some of the things they were attributing to her, I thought were a little bit unfair. So, but she Great. basically was somebody that was trying to, you know, get away with every sort of scam she could, essentially. And it turns out Rhonda had been having an affair with Steve. Conveniently, Karen had left him for a brief period. And so that's okay that he started this affair with Rhonda because he wasn't cheating at that point, I guess. But then he and Karen got back together and he wanted to break it off with Rhonda. He tried to break up with her. She got angry. He pushed her down, thought he'd killed her, called Leon because Leon had always been a good friend to him and to his mom. And Leon had then gone to the house to clean up the murder, had then lied about having the affair with Rhonda to try to cover for Steve. Now, why would Leon do this, you ask? Well, it turns out that Leon's not, you know, he was sleeping with with a college kid. It wasn't Rhonda, but it was Kathy from years prior. He had cheated on his wife, Martha, with Kathy. Uh, He was the father of Steve. Kathy didn't want to 
damage his reputation and potentially ruin his career by having him get a divorce, which, you know, whatever. So basically, Steve doesn't know Leon is his dad. Leon knows. Kathy's long dead. And so Leon was trying to protect Steve by lying. So he was not having an affair with Rhonda, just to be clear. Steve was. Steve says he killed her. Blah, blah, blah. Jessica feels that there's more to the story and doesn't think that either of these men (laughs) killed Rhonda. What actually happened was that <laughs> a year prior or something, Rhonda, oh, by the way, was also a sorority sister of theirs before uh, Diana Shore kicked her out of the house. I love this episode, but your recapping is making it very more, like much more complicated. Anyway, continue. continue. <laughs> no, I mean, to interrupt, but it is melodrama on high. So yes. It was crazy. <laughs> so, okay. So essentially Rhonda had been, Okay, this is she'd been at an April Fool's dance and she had gotten a ride. Sorry, she'd gotten a ride home from her fellow sorority sister, Sarah Haynes, played by Felicia Lansbury's fiance, a boy we never meet in the episode. So he'd been driving Rhonda home. Rhonda, who we all know to be nothing but trouble. So I'm not sure what the scenario was there. But essentially, he had gotten into a car accident. Rhonda was okay. He had died. But Emily had said very explicitly she hadn't gotten any money out of the insurance. But she had been blackmailing somebody over the accident. Because we find out that actually what happened was they were driven off the road by, at first you think it's Margaret, because it was Margaret's car that was damaged. But Margaret was actually a passenger in the car and Paul Robbins was driving it. And they were both, I guess, pretty hammered after wherever, whatever event they'd been at, which might've also been the April Fool's dance. But for some reason, she was blackmailing both of them, Margaret for grades and Paul for money. I'm not sure why Margaret was paying out blackmail when she wasn't driving, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. And essentially what happened was, was in the between time from when Steve knocked her down and Leon came over to clean up the crime she had called Paul Robbins because she wanted to like sue Steve, or, like send him to jail or something for hitting <laughs> her because she was mad at him. And Paul took the opportunity to kill her. So he beamed her over the head with something and uh, with a candle, um, like a candle opera thing. And anyways, so Jessica finds out that her old boyfriend had murdered her and all this sort of drama. So yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in here. Also, Felicia Lansbury that plays Sarah Haynes, we only see her for a second. That she's in a few episodes. She is Bruce Lansbury's daughter. So Angela's niece. So our fun facts for this episode. I have so <laughs> many things to say as well. Like, oh, and I have one more fun fact on top of the two that we've got here. So interestingly, the sorority house is the same one used for the Munsters' home in the Munsters from oh, 1964. Okay. okay. According to IMDb, this was the last acting role for Diana Shore. The title is a parody of the Latin alma mater, or translated means nourishing mother, which was traditionally used in ancient Rome to describe anyone of several mother goddesses. So I guess whoever those might be. During the medieval era, the Christian religion used it as a term for the Virgin Mary. And today, alumni use the term to describe the college or university they graduated from or the song or hymn associated with that school. And my fun fact to add on top of all this, and I'm assuming this song would have been more um, famous at the time, but the opening sequence when Leon's cleaning up the murder scene and there's the song playing in the background, the creepy song, it, the song is called The Sweetheart of Sigma Chi, which I think was sung by Dean Martin or Dean mm. Martin sings a version of that song. They, so and the name of the sorority that Jessica is a part of is Delpha, Delta Alpha Chi. So there you go. Oh, wow. I love the creepy song. It the is opening creepy. is great. It is so good. I love I mean. I don't want to give too much. I love this episode. I do too. I like. I like it. It's so twisty. It's twisty. Um, but the beginning is really creepy with the so song. So creepy. Yeah. 
I love it. I I love the creepy song. Um, but there's a lot of toing and froing. <laughs> it's just and it's like a carousel over here, like of characters, and you're just like. I wrote no judgment, but Rhonda's apartment is a real revolving door because I felt like in the span of like an hour, there were three different people there and she was unconscious or deceased for like a chunk of their, mm-hmm. their time, you know, right, like, just like, yeah, yeah. Like three people tried, like want to kill yeah, her. Harmed her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> going so, so much petite feet in this episode. So yes. petite so, feet. I mean, so the flashback. It was like flashback on flashback where you're just like, okay. Like, and then after a while, I was like, wait, so Leon wasn't sleeping with her, right? I don't think so. He was just protecting his son, right? Was that right? That's what I thought. But then I like, because in the beginning, I, all I remember about this episode, when I think of it is the lady that played Rhonda. She, mm-hmm. I think she would later play Ellen Ty on Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. For those that watched yeah. it for, for a few years, she, she did that. She's great on that show. She's got a really distinctive look to her like she's really beautiful but she also always looks a bit like I don't know if it's how she's holding her face or whatever like she's up to no good so it's like a funny dynamic and all I ever remember about this episode is her and Leon and I always remember that it's that he's having the affair with her and how gross is that that he's like this like elder (laughs) professor hooking up with this co-ed and then of course like halfway through the episode you're like oh no he wasn't yeah, I've no. just totally misremembered it. No, it's another creepy person. I mean, it's like isn't <laughs> yeah. isn't Steve the one? Not Steve. Um, yeah, Steve was having an affair with her. Paul. And I, wasn't Paul having think... an? Or what was Paul's deal? Paul was Paul was paying her money because she he caused the crash. Yes, yes, yeah. Inviting someone who has like motive to want you gone over to your apartment. Yeah. This is the hubris, Glennis. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I've I love this episode. I've seen it like a million times. I just yeah, they're really mean to Rhonda, which is I mean, she she is naughty, but like I don't know. Yeah, she's in uh Pretty in Pink. Oh and with Molly Ringwald and Andrew McCarthy and uh, John Cryer. And she's equally naughty in that. She plays like a very mean, like stuck up rich girl. Um, but she yeah. does it really well. So yeah. I hope the actress is like really, really nice in real life. She just always casts right? like mean. But they do sort of they spend almost the whole episode referring to her as like a girl like that. Like yeah, meaning no. like yeah. easy or whatever they're saying, yeah. or like gonna use your body to get ahead. And you're like, this is guys, let's like pump the brakes on the <laughs> slut shaming. Okay. Like yeah, regardless. Saying, like someone says she's the kind of girl that gives tramps a bad name or something <laughs> like that. You're just like, damn. <laughs> well, also considering that Leon had had like slept with a woman out of wedlock too in mm-hmm. college and had had a child so no, like, like for all the their judgment ever. i'm like he's naughty as hell too yeah. i'm like yeah they're all bad i wrote down everyone is a dirt bag in this episode <laughs> yeah. because like yeah. leon is a leon is just like but kathy and i were in love and it's like you were married and she was a co-ed and you were a teacher that's gross yeah. and like steve is like straight up Clearly hooking up with all of his students because he married one. Karen was also a co-ed that he hooked up with and then married him. And then he was like, she left me. I was like, for how long, Steve? Like a day? (laughs) He didn't take the fancy job. She was a monster too. She was a monster. Like despite like... I don't, this isn't to um, excuse Steve's infidelity, but she was a monster. <laughs> she was yeah, And she like needlessly. And then she was like, clearly, yeah. you know, only wanted money. And like, and she never really like redeemed herself. Well, no. and also she, she didn't work. 
So she was that like, was, complaining. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. That's exact. No, I don't. I just am excitedly interrupting you because I'm like, that's exactly what I wrote down when she goes, it's not like we have any money to go anywhere. Steve I- makes so little. And she's just like throwing linens around or making beds <laughs> or whatever she's doing. And I thought, well, you could get a job. You could get yeah, a little Karen. spending money. Was were she and Steve living in the sorority house? No. They're living on campus, I think. Okay. And she was just helping out at the sorority house. Uh, like in a way that felt like, like, why are you volunteering here if this is just making you even angrier? But I guess it was like to not spend time with Steve. But yeah, she like that really made me laugh when he was like, she, you know, Karen had left me for a couple of weeks. And you're like, couple of weeks man like (laughs) no you're right he said dinosaur is not bad and i like janice rule i feel like or mark is her name she like she was just a passenger in the car like but she had covered up that the guy had like essentially was like he he murdered that boy that is true like Like, someone did die and they were drunk and i mean although Okay, wait, first, before we go into Margaret, which I do want to talk about Margaret, um, the thing where she was saying, Ashley, like she hadn't been out. She's like, we haven't been out in two weeks. And I was like, I also haven't been out in two weeks. <laughs> like, exactly. is that bad? <laughs> Karen. But um, Margaret, yeah, there was some stuff going on with Margaret. Like her being like, I guess I'd had like one too many or whatever at the party. And then that image of her, like, like barely standing up straight, getting out of the car made me laugh out loud where her eyes are just like, all like, what? That whole seat and we're like, Rhonda's like crawling out of the car. Like, it's so <laughs> crazy. It is oh, God, Margaret wild. did allude to something like, that she'd been in California and it like hadn't gone well. Yeah, we went. Yeah. Oh. She said everybody said she was sick of hearing for sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that did make me laugh too. I'm sick of conversations that end in for sure, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, it just is so. It's a wild episode. I love it so much, and like yeah. Paul Robbins, I was like. Grandpa Walton's kind of hot. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Leon for a second. No, no. no. Yes, Paul. Yeah. Paul's a no, handsome gent. No, thank you, Leon. <laughs> hard pass. It's a hard pass on Leon because he's so... He's like, no, he's the best man I've ever met. Like, this guy seems like the worst. The pedestal that they put yeah. those men on. All three of them. Yeah. No, that you're right, they do. Like you're just Paul like, was so great. Gross. And yet he was like yeah. using Jessica all through university. And yeah. then you have Steve, who seems straight up like a creep, but it's like he's nice enough, but he's like when he goes like sometimes with murder she wrote they do this thing where it's like they need the like sexy kiss in an episode. So like he goes over to Rhonda's house to break up with her and then sticks his tongue like down her throat and i'm like guys you're not selling me on this very well that steve is so committed to his wife like it it just i love this she was blackmailing me to like stay with her she would tell karen it's like yeah, just tell Karen if you di- <laughs> if you didn't do anything wrong, and you guys were split up. Like, I don't know. It's also just like it just seemed like it just. I don't know if I don't. Ugh, I don't know how to say it, but I don't. I just feel like they the the wife character, even though she was the one that gave the clue about saying they don't go anywhere. It just felt like he played it such like a bachelor role, Steve, mm. that I'm like, I think it would have been better if he was just a creepy professor who just liked to like spend time with his students and she could still blackmail him, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, he, yes. I mean, yeah. It, it, it kind of felt like this wasn't the first time he'd yes, had this exactly. Because what did she say? She was like, well, like, look at him or like basically implied that like he's just so handsome that like... 
can't remember what she said and jessica was like okay she's in one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen in my life and Susanna and I watched it together when you were living in Seattle called like Monkey Shines where he's oh, in yeah. a wheelchair and he has a helper monkey, but the monkey falls in love with him. Jason mm-hmm. Beggy? Uh-huh. Yeah. And and then um like gets murderous. The monkey does. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's scary. It is, but I was like, what am I watching? There's a lot of shots of little monkey hands like grabbing things and then like but he's he's got like a bad wife and a bad doctor who are like in cahoots to kind of because he becomes he's like an able-bodied guy that I think he's in a car accident or something and he becomes quadriplegic and so there is a quite a graphic sex scene in that movie that I have literally never forgotten it is so burned in my brain where they are having sex uh, surrounded by cages of monkeys and I think you can imagine about like how that goes. I've never, never forgotten it. How long no. has it been, Megan? Like 15 years? I mean. Anyhow, so when I'm, I, he's on Chicago PD now, like, he's, really tough. you know, like all the had bigger roles. But whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, he was in Monkey Shines. <laughs> but I think Monkey Shines is his like most famous thing, apart from these appearances on Murder Show. I mean, from sure. this era. Like, sorry, he's probably more famous now for being on all those Chicago shows that I've seen not not a one of <laughs> but yeah no I mean <laughs> yeah it's it's a yeah, wild ride he's a real I don't know they're just like oh he's the kind of professor that like he's so popular with the students that can like cause problems I'm like he doesn't have to like hook up with his students like this is not Right. Yeah. I mean, it is a professor's uh, teacher's responsibility to like not blur the lines like, yes, but clearly that's all that's happening here. Yeah. Um, I do. We have another situation where we have a really sexy, friendly joke where he and he and Emily are clearly very close. And Emily, he was like, have you seen my wife? And he's like, oh, I think she might be inside. And he says, why are you offering me something better? Or something like that and you're like i'm so sorry what you're speaking to one of your mom's friends like that it's <laughs> not appropriate well it's dinosaur of course you're gonna shoot your shot like <laughs> yeah you gotta give it a go you gotta give you it a really, go honestly, you really honestly you have to like because she oh my gosh dated um burt reynolds in the 70s i think and he was 20 years younger but they dated for like six years oh yeah so before Lonnie Anderson? Yes. Yes, Pre-Lonnie. and Sally Field. <laughs> Pre-Lonnie and Sally? Yeah. But he, he did say, according to the article, he said Dinah Shore was the love of his life. <sighs> but according to Wikipedia, he said Sally Field was the love of his life. Oh. So, uh, you know, I guess Lonnie never made the cut. Or his first wife. I just remember being a kid (laughs) in the grocery store and being like, I need this week's People magazine because I got to see what Lonnie and Bert are up to. Exactly. (laughs) But he said he wanted kids and and Dinah felt she couldn't offer him that. And so they said, did you not read the whole article you sent me? I did. Well, I've read part of it. (laughs) You read the the captions under the photos. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize she died so young. Yeah, no, it's, it's sad. She she only she died. Uh, sorry, she died five years after this episode aired. Yeah. Oh, re- oh wow! I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I could. I would have liked a little more of her in the episode. I feel like she wasn't in it that much. But I really liked Margaret. <laughs> I was like, I want to know more about Margaret's deal. Yeah, Margaret was a mystery wrapped in an enigma. And I was like, I would love, love to get a peek behind the curtain here. Like, what is Margaret's deal? I also really like the actress that plays Margaret. So I was like, I just, oh God, I I mean, I just love this episode. And yeah, let me, I feel like this really got glossed over, but I'm going to say it again. Grandpa Walton is a hunk. And I never really realized that. But then, of course, as we've talked about on this podcast before, I always think the Waltons <laughs> where the tree 
falls on the grandfather oh, no. and everyone has to point out it's a different show or movie. Uh, but then you're not the only person that's the mandela effect megan everybody thinks it's the waltons but it what was some, show like, is made, it it was like it's a made for tv yeah, yeah it was uh, a made for tv oh movie. we've done this we've looked yeah, this yeah, up yeah, we yeah. Have, yeah. this all sounds very familiar <laughs> but the funniest is when we googled it there were other people that had written in like forums like what is the walton episode where the grandfather <laughs> gets hit by the tree <laughs> It made, it made me feel better that I wasn't alone in this. Yeah. Honestly, like, I know we've talked about this before, but, like, 70s programming is so weird. Like, if you ever sit down and watch, like, a show from the 70s or 80s, it's like, but this is the thing. Okay. I have this thought. And sometimes I'm like, I can't explore it more because I think it would be upsetting. But it's like, Murder, She Wrote is one of those shows that, because it's well-made and well-written and Angela Lansbury is so great. It is a, it, it's an endlessly rewatchable show because you never mm-hmm. watch starting an episode of Murder, She Wrote where you're like, oh, I think this show might actually be bad. Do you know what I mean? But I have affection for it. It's like you could watch it tomorrow and you enjoy it. But there's some shows where you revisit and you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> like so boring or so <laughs> badly written. And it's there's but there's way more of those shows than there are of these ones because like I know I shouldn't say this out loud because I think they're revamping it or maybe they already have but I remember like once rewatching an episode of Charmed like an old episode of Charmed and I was like this show is like not not good like like and I don't know if it was just because it was a flashback one where they were like hearkening back to their ancestor and maybe the budget of the show was limited so it wasn't um convincing and there was like a warlock traveling through time and stuff like that and I was like this show's bad like you know what I mean and I was like oh no I used to really like Charmed yeah Yeah. I feel like it's but I also feel like Charmed was kind of just one of those like B science fiction things it Mm. wasn't like like high tech like I think that was part of like the appeal of it is that it was just like a one-hour drama with like you know kind of uh, visual effects were a little like s- stiff or questionable know, yeah, yeah, yeah elementary or something but I think that was kind of the vibe of the show you're, you're right you're right they were revamping it aren't they I thought I thought I, I saw thought that they did I but I don't know if that's still like happening mm. I mean yeah it was just it was so disappointing to me and I, maybe I was just the wrong oh, episode yeah, to rewatch no, I had a similar thing happen with Perfect Strangers, which um, was like, I watched it as an adult and was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Because as a kid, that show was like the funniest show the funniest. ever. Yeah. It was, and they like, yeah. it was on for eight years. Like, it is it's insane. <laughs> but yeah, as an adult, it was a rougher rewatch than I had anticipated. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, sometimes it's telling when I'm living here, like, when I'm like, oh, have you ever heard of this show? And people are like, no. And that doesn't always mean anything. Sometimes it just means something didn't travel across the pond. You know, same with British shows. A lot of times the British shows that didn't come to the States are also maybe not great, but that's a separate (laughs) separate conversation. But um. What was I going to say about, oh, this is to link back actually to Margaret is, so first of all, Margaret was a fab lady about town. She wore straight up black eyeshadow, which I was like, I don't know what the deal is here, but I love it. She sounded like she smoked about two packs a day, which I was also interested and intrigued by. And then, of course, I was thinking the other day, because I had mentioned to a coworker of mine about an episode, a different episode, but I'll let Megan get into this, of The Twilight Zone. And they were like, I don't know what that show is. And I said, oh, you know the show where there's the gremlin on the plane wing, that show? And the person was like, yes, I do know that story. And I was like, right, that's the... But I was saying the story about the guy with the glasses and the books and it's the end of the world. Um, And, uh, but it was weird because he was like, I've literally never heard of that show before. I was like, that is so weird to me. But anyways, Megan, Margaret, do you want to share your 
feelings she's in about a really Janice Rule. It's called like Nightmare as a Child or something like that. It's just really good. And mm-hmm. yeah, I love I a couple years ago did like a a rewatch of all the old Twilight films. And they're so good. And some of them are really scary. Some of them are pretty bad, but like mostly good. On average, above average is yes, what you're saying. Very, very like, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Mar- Margaret. I, yeah, I was looking at her credits and she did Ray Bradbury's um, theater, which I haven't seen in forever. But it was like a 90s kind of sci-fi sort of like um, Twilight Zone. But she was in that as well. Love it. She's she's good. Yeah. Sorry, Ashley. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's on Freebie, which is IMDb TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, she uh, she's she's Marky. That's all I think about when I think about that episode of Twilight. Marky. Oh my god, it's unrelated, but like I just was looking at my notes. There's a part where Dinosaur is like, I'm gonna make you one of my sweet tooth hot sugar cakes. Oh, I was like, I, I don't know down. what that is, but give it to me now. Oh, I said no, thank you. My teeth hurt. <laughs> Karen's like, hard pass. <laughs> Emily, it's Karen. like, don't be Karen so ungrateful. Get out of here. Um, and then I no and okay I do think she and Paul dated I just it's I get confused about yeah they had yeah, like a, yeah. I felt like they had a flirtation I don't think they, they went they to that restaurant at homecoming Jessica sorry they sorry. met Rhonda yes. Jessica and Paul yes okay yeah I agree. What, what are the I Frank thought she met lines. Frank when she went down to the theater with those the two the battling <laughs> lords the hot messes yeah <laughs> but the battling lords god megan yes i know (laughs) but so and then i feel like there's illusions later that they maybe met in high school like because there's the leslie nielsen episode i feel like you know it it doesn't matter but it's like but because i do feel like she and paul dated I just thought there was a flirtation when she was away at college and she didn't meet Frank in college. I don't think that's kind of how I read it. So, yeah, I, I think Ashley, so if we're committing to the timeline that we think, so I think, okay, stay with me for a second. And this could all be discounted when we watch that Leslie uh, Nielsen episode, which I really do think we need to do. Which is great. Um, But okay. He's her high school guy. Mm -hmm. He's her high school boyfriend. She goes to university and Paul is her university boyfriend. And then when before she moves back to Cabot Cove to become a teacher, she spends some time like in the summer interning at the theater company, meets Frank. They go back to Cabot Cove together and then they're in Cabot Cove. And at some point he's off in Korea fighting oh, the Korean War with after, the Dixie Damsel. With the Dixie Damsel. So I I personally think she had a high school and a college boyfriend, but that Frank came after that. Okay. I did but, write okay. my notes. I was like, that little tiny plane she flew in. I was like, is Lee flying her in? <laughs> no, I was like, what? I don't want to fly in that plane. No. Is she, so is the implication that she's born and raised in Cabot Cove or did she move there because Frank was from there? She's the one who's from there. Uh, it is, but Got is it. Frank okay. from Cabot Cove as well? Because I didn't think he was. I don't think so. I think if he was from Cabot Cove, he would be a total monster. I think she brought him in from outside. I mean, the next episode we cover really um, lays it out there with the Cabot Cove adult men. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- yeah, we have a thesis in the next episode, like, is, uh, like, proves. It, it creates a proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, did um the other thing for this episode just quickly is how many innuendos there were. I only wrote down two of them, but I just was like there was one where the guy comes in with the the plumber or the handy person for the pipes. He goes, mm-hmm. "Looks like you got dry rot and corroded pipes." And that's the house I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was a so good what? 
and, and then and then yeah. she's talking with Paul and um he goes kind of like the idea of us up to our elbows in hot soapy suds because <laughs> I think she's talking about doing the dishes yeah yeah no, I, just, I mean it was a lot of sexy. It was a touch. sexy episode. Yeah. Very sexy. Very, Very sexy. sexy. I mean, you're right. Hank, the elderly plumber who's come to feel like making a sexy joke to her was, you're right. Actually, it was off-putting. Um, it was because like, in seeing <laughs> Jessica in that kind of light, I think is a little off-putting for me because it's like seeing a family member in that way. Mm. And so you're not, it's not... So when she and Paul were talking about these suds, it was a little, it was a little uncomfy just because Frank has such a presence. Okay. (laughs) Well, if Paul hadn't been a murderer, she probably would have gone on a date with him. Well, Lee wasn't a murderer and she didn't go with him either. She never liked Lee though, but Lee wasn't an old beau. He was also like kill anyone. Yeah, so not as fun. (laughs) (laughs) But also with Lee, like, he was a friend of Frank's. Like, that is a little bit weird. Yeah. And he came in way too hot. Like, I thought Paul was way more like a a smooth operator. I thought he was too sleazy with his, like, red car with matching red interior. Oh, I was like, ding dong. (laughs) And then um, Margaret... I felt like she held a flame for him. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, because where were good. they headed? Right. You know? And I just feel like she just, she liked him and he never saw her that way. Well, and he had obviously read the game because he was getting, he <laughs> yeah. had Jessica like putty in his hands. Who was the, the wait, who's the, who's the guy that wrote that? His name's like Neil something. Neil. Okay. So. No, what I'm thinking of is that VH1 show with pick that up guy. Artist. The pick yeah. up, you're pick thinking up of mis- mystery. You're thinking yeah. of mystery. Yeah. Who I yeah. Do follow on Instagram. How can you forget mystery? I feel like we talk about him like once a month. <laughs> yeah. Know. We circle back a lot with mystery. Like, but Paul is the mystery of the 80s or 90s, whatever this was. I like that Jessica calls him an orthodox, but in a very sexy way where you're like, ugh, what did they get up to? Yeah, he says, I don't want to know. He says, it's not impossible, just an orthodox. And she goes, so were you once. Like, uh oh. Ay, ay, ay. What does she mean? He kills Rhonda. <laughs> that scene is so scary. It just is. standing behind her, putting gloves on. You're like, what? Just letting her like witter away. Like, Eddie's like, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> like, hiking up this thing above his head to like snapping the gloves on his yeah, head. Snap the weird. gloves. And then he just dramatically like holds his arms up. And you're like, you can't catch that out of the corner of your eye. Like, <laughs> duck. And was she wearing the neck brace like after what's his face pushed her down? Yeah. Like- yeah. from the car accident <laughs> like she still had it yeah and then it was harassing that poor woman whose boyfriend passed <laughs> <laughs> she was great she just I was mean, so it- <laughs> ruthless just complete i don't think she deserved to die but i thought no. she was completely ruthless and i was like you gotta do you sometimes i mean i like <laughs> But everybody was so cutting because Dinah kicked her out of the house after she said that mean thing. She just got in a bad accident. Like, yes, she's being mean to this girl, but like, you're going to kick her out when she's just been in like a near, like a bad car accident. Well, they didn't feel sorry for her because she was, she was, you know, I don't know, not, you know. Yeah. She was loose. I mean, the, that was like, but they said that, but it's like the only person we know she was hooking up with was Steve. Yeah, because I mean, and Steve's a total creep. So it's like, that is <laughs> whose responsibility is that? Right? Like, this isn't Steve's first rodeo with dating. God, a, no. One of He's like students. dated them all. I mean, he did have a line in this, which is a barf line that they always have when they have like teachers or professors on the show. Where he said, I don't know who's learning more, the students or me. You're like, oh my God, Steve, you're the worst. You are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go through the beats? Yeah. Shrimp cocktail in Jessica's day, 75 cents. We did get that. Oh yeah. When they went to that sexy restaurant. 
for their sexy post-senior dance dinner or whatever it was. I loved all the dance and events that made no sense, like the Fool's Day dance. Yeah, and then, that was so funny. And the faculty just getting lit as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and they said that to, they said that a couple times where they were like, you know how those parties get just lit. <laughs> so wild. And I'm picturing like two buck Chuck, which is like cheap wine uh, for our non-Trader Joe's listeners and um or like a franzia and then mm-hmm. like a bud light and so just imagining them getting lit off of like you know a discounted red wine and a and a low beer in like the First span of, of all, like two hours no in light. like the span of two hours like you know <laughs> not a no duels because that's non-alcoholic but you know what i mean this guy, okay Suzanne, you might want to edit this out because i'm going to say a, a bad word or i can okay he has a thing where he's holding up a bud light and he, he says B word. I won't say it. B, you don't like it. Get out. Go home then. And it spells out the letters of Bud Light. And I love <laughs> it so much. And Wait, so, what's that from? This guy just posted it on Instagram. Oh. Like, I don't know if he came up with it, but I really, so I really like it. He did like a little acrostic for Bud yeah, Light. Yeah, like, <laughs> B, you don't like it. Go home then. <laughs> <laughs> fair sorry episode beats here we go thunder weather no secret doors closet hiding no poisoning or bludgeoning so Rhonda was bludgeoned in this episode should be over the head pushed and pushed she had bonked twice it was the classic somebody thought they murdered her but it was the second person who actually murdered her scenario so she was murdered twice phone wire cut so we did have Okay, so I'm combining this with tired tech because we had the old redial button mm. and that is what clinches the case, right? So I love that. And the look of disappointment on the police officer's face when it like goes <laughs> to the DA, you know, to Paul's number, I that made me laugh. Yeah. And she did have a heck of a sound system and like uh boom boxes all this sort of stuff so she shaking not really i mean she was you know not not in the way we mean it window peep every flashback we came in through Rhonda's windows which i really valued that i just thought that's so true I was like, this cinematographer's working overtime. <laughs> He's like, stay with me. We're going to go through the window. <laughs> I was some really creative camera work. When we get to fave moment overall ranking, I'll discuss another one that involved the Zoom. It was fun, actually. It was yeah. shot in a really fun way. And yeah. I liked the locations a lot in this one. Mm-hmm. I think we I had some too. fun locations. Fake name ID. Uh, the only sort of fake identity is that Steve is Leon's son. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and there was no um, Korean War soldier that was meant to be his dad. The fuzz slash cop quirk. So we had technically Sergeant Trask was our cop here, but he really wasn't in the episode much. But Paul was really the other one that was investigating with her. And he's very charming. And the cop chemistry. Yeah. Paul and Jessica did have cop chemistry because they they had... Yeah, something had happened at university that we don't speak of anymore. So, uh, <laughs> businessy business, higher education. I heart Hartley. We did not mention the publisher or Ted Hartley. I think this is pre Hartley, right? Okay, before he's feeding the birds in Central Park. Yeah, I know. Jessica, you gave me quite a scare. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Age ain't nothing but a number. Okay. So Leon was 75. Margaret was 58. Emily was 73. Paul was 61. Sergeant Trask was 48. Rhonda Sykes was 28. And Karen Chambers was also 28. And Steve Chambers was 29. So all of those three are sort of the same age. How old is Jessica at this one? 89 so she is she 25 is that so she's 64 yeah so but if Rhonda and Leon had been having an affair that means he would be almost 50 years older than her 
But he did. He wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. But but this also to your point, if if Steve is twenty nine, then yeah, he's like was fifty when he was hooking up with Steve's mom. Oh, mm, yeah. And if she was in college, I, I don't know. We don't. Maybe we don't want to go there. But the thing is, like the way, like Dinah Shore and he are like almost the same age. So it may be that we just, you know, we're doing a little creative arithmetic there on the uh, old ages. Um, no, that's a good point. The Jonathan scale. So the Jonathan scale is normally an annoying, Megan said, unnecessarily arrogant young man who is a big baby and reliant on Jessica's help. Here I put Leon question mark. God, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. So yeah, we had that these days. You could make an argument for Rhonda and Steve, but you could also make an argument for Kathy and Leon. Well, and Paul and Jessica. Oh, and yeah. Paul and Jessica. You're right, though. Yeah. Loads of, you're right, this was a sexy episode. There was so much, like, stuff. All right, petite feet. Glynis was right. We had loads of feet. Because oh, there Megan was, was so right. many. Oh, Megan, well, you, did you say that? There were, like, five flashbacks. I thought Glynis said it. But either yeah, way, everyone was, was right. I was repeating what Megan had said while we were watching. Oh, yeah. I suppose this is an unusual episode in that we start with a dead body and mm. normally we get to meet. The, so we have to meet her in flashback rather than mm. over the course of the oh, episode. Yeah. Unique. So uh, glamour shots. We have Kathy and the baby and then just a little cut out of the baby by himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we do. Yep, yep, we do smooches i mean i mean yeah Rhonda and steve yeah if they're not smooching they're making googly eyes at each other all yeah. these little couples rolling around <laughs> except for steve and karen i felt I like they said for the married couple except for the married couple she just was so mean and they were like oh i've always liked karen you're like why like karen was very just unpleasant up rude to your face like mm -hmm. why are we making allowances for that the bloody hands we do see Rhonda's bloody head as leon is cleaning up around her so that's a bit sad yeah. before he oh no that was leon i also, thought we I saw think... her bloody Wait, head when... oh this one has a, a like a uh <laughs> you know a tape outline of the body that's mm. pretty Classic. and i i felt like the tape outline of the body had also included her hair <laughs> like it looked like it had a little bob to it i don't know maybe i'm wrong <laughs> oh wait i did get a picture of the baby i wasn't sure okay I'm, I'm happy familial ties these are all old friends so these are her old professor and sorority sisters friend function i mean you gotta pick who you want to cover here so you got emily margaret leon and paul how they mm -hmm. getting on you know what i mean like emily's fine emily's, emily's fine. doing great margaret you know, she is being blackmailed. Seems pretty happy. I mean, like, fundamentally. Although, I guess the Paul thing. Did she like yeah, Paul? Yeah, I don't. And, and she was driving that like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. She did say that she was like money was tight a few times. Yeah. So. She Yeah, you're right. Okay, low on the finances. Yeah. But, but she liked her career. She liked where yeah. she was working. She didn't like California. Did mm -hmm. not like mm -hmm. California uh paul doing great yes. top notch 10 out of 10 he peaked and then he killed somebody yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, rough yeah. and leon uh not a not a happy man i don't think um yeah but, you know once he maybe has the conversation with steve yeah Oh, that's true. I mean, Steve felt like he maybe already knew. Do we think that he maybe already knew that piece of information? Maybe. Um, he didn't seem like the um, quickest. No, you're right. Maybe he's not picking up on a lot of clues. I think he was smart intellectually, but I don't think socially. No. Okay. And eyes closed, head shake. 
uh no we did have an eyes closed head nod at the end but i don't know i can't remember what that was in reference to all right fave outfit worst outfit ashley uh fave outfit was jessica's i think this was jessica's beige skirt suit and beige blouse with the white polka dots and a gold pin it's what she wears when she first arrives at the school and then worst outfit was paul's car with the red leather interior and matching mm-hmm. interior sorry okay. and you're gonna be shocked by my biggest hunk megan so buckle up <laughs> <laughs> Linus, what about you what did i have uh the same skirt suit that ashley mentioned and then she's jessica's wearing a black shirt uh skirt suit with a black and white check shirt uh worst outfit um is Rhonda's apartment i liked Rhonda's apartment weirdly it's so chaotic oh yeah it's a lot happening in there i felt like yeah yes and it was also like I, like they felt like there was just so much stuff yeah yeah because that's what she'd gone for blackmailing people she's rich it's a lot of loose sight going on in it's there felt very like claustrophobic <laughs> mm. yeah i hear you <laughs> megan what do you think i liked Rhonda's off the shoulder white top with mm. the gray skirt and black belt i was very much into that and oh i'm surprised none of you have mentioned this Jessica's wearing one of those sweaters that says like home on it in the very beginning. And I'm surprised no one's picked that yet. Well, Susanna's not, hasn't gone yet. You're right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know that I had a, a worse. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that sweater is, has been in a few episodes, longstanding favorite. Wish I had one. Um, yep. If we have any crafty knitters out there that know how to make that, you know, just if you find it like, sample <laughs> send it <laughs> send it megan's way and she can make me one and um yeah <laughs> so this is hard it was intense yeah and there's a lot of little bits like houses and stuff and like little mm-hmm. fires things yeah um smoke coming out of the chimneys Rhonda's look also is a very 90s look that i could never pull off but i do like that look i know what you mean that sort of spandex skirt with the really yes. tight um loved it but my favorite outfit was actually the uh, one ashley had mentioned which was her outfit off the plane i thought that was great and my worst outfit was Rhonda's neck brace oh yeah Um, loved it yeah (laughs) yeah it was you know it was a perfect prop i just thought that she kept putting her hand on it like this like to like re-emphasize that it was there um biggest hunk linus do you want to go first biggest hunk uh i mean steve okay megan paul baby (laughs) oh right oh yes i forgot paul (laughs) ashley what do you think Rhonda. oh feeling that yeah yeah i'm not mad at that Rhonda is very cute i mean i had i had put steve as well but you're right i should have put Rhonda. I, I, I was gonna put that. Steve, but I didn't like his character in it. So no. I was like, I really sure. liked Rhonda. Yeah, I just I looked to the, the IMDb page and he still looks really great. So that was where my head was. Yeah, at. he does. Mm-hmm. He no, does. no, he's no I think objectively guy. he's really good. But I mean, look, you know I'm a Paul Robbins lady, <laughs> but Steve was I mean, good I looking. didn't know that till today. I didn't, know, I didn't know it. You know what? I did know it because I think he's in Cliffhanger, and I was like, Oh, okay. Who's he? Timeless. I think he's the. I watched this not that long ago. I mean, what you get distracted by is John Lithgow's like unhinged accent. But um, (laughs) what accent work is he doing? What country? I think England, but (laughs) (laughs) actually, pick a country. That's where he's meant to be from. (laughs) Ralph Wade is Sylvester Stallone's friend, and like his mentor. You know what's crazy? I sorry, and we will finish because I know Glennis um isn't feeling great, but uh, Cliffhanger is the first R-rated movie I ever saw, and there's the sequence in the beginning where the girl's clip breaks and the uh-huh. bear is just falling. There's the shot of the bear, teddy bear falling. That is, I remember nothing else of the movie, but that is an image I've never forgotten in all this time because it it scared me so badly. <laughs> 
know it's a horrifying thing <laughs> and it's just the beginning i want to watch that again it's yeah. honestly i i enjoyed it like and but let's not to like but john lithgow's accent is just <laughs> wild <laughs> but it's like all those movies i mean i know cliffhanger is a better movie than this it's like mark and i not that long ago watched time cop and oh, it's I like seen that in so long and it's one of those movies where it's like yeah it's not like you wouldn't call it like good by like you know what i mean like but is it fun and did we have a fun time watching it and did we then have to debate for an hour afterwards about the specificity of the time traveling in time cop because it didn't really make like a lot of yes but we had a nice time sometimes there's movies like that 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 you just enjoy and they're fun that was fun we said biggest hunk jb burns megan the only the burns I had I don't think was from I think Emily says it where she says the thing about the kind of girl that gives tramps a bad name I didn't mm. think I didn't have too many from Jessica okay Ashley what about you no I said mine um but just Hank saying about her pipes and he was only talking mm. about the house thought that was pretty gross yeah it, so really gross especially yeah. this is like moldy pipes like okay <laughs> thanks Thanks, Hank. Yeah. Old perv. Glennis, what about you? JB Burns? Uh, none from JB, but the for sure, for sure comment about Californians. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I did I I didn't have one from JB, but I did have one from Margaret, which is that they're talking about Rhonda. And she said she'd do just about anything to get her degree, except study, of course. <laughs> Which I thought that oh, was that's a, a good one. Sick, sick burn. Yeah. Fave guest star. Favorite guest star, I would say, um, Paul. Paul. Okay. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. Okay, Glennis, what about you? Yeah, Paul as well. Megan. I- tough but i think i'm gonna go janice roll as margaret me too that's just nice. it's a wild performance <laughs> she had me hooked in from the a second she arrived at the airport i was like who is this <laughs> i want to only get picked up as margaret well it's like and then she takes jessica who's in this I, we can't even expre- express this enough beautiful suit that she's in that's obviously clearly made for her and she looks amazing it's season five you know this is top tier jessica she comes out she gets picked up at the airport by this woman who then puts her in to this like beater of a car <laughs> to drive like this car looks like it's not gonna make it back to campus and you're just right. like what is going on here um okay glennis's guess how'd you do glennis i got it right i didn't want Yay. to i was mad about oh, it yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah i get it yeah well well done i i don't think this is that easy to have figured out i guess eventually you run out of people but it you know i mean it is yeah. like a bunch of people did try to kill her so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on top of that the people who didn't try to kill her didn't like her yeah 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 (laughs) just like could be anybody here (laughs) okay glennis what okay what did glennis give alma murder it's hard i watched it with glennis and i i might say seven you know i'll go seven too i i feel like she might like this me too okay what'd you give it glennis but she didn't like Rhonda's apartment so i don't like yeah uh no i'll give it a seven okay okay what was uh, your favorite moment? Sorry, Glenn's go ahead. Yeah, Margaret getting out of the car drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they show it so many times. They did. Just her like staggering by the car <laughs> is just so funny. I don't know why. I mean, obviously it's a really dark scene, but no, just loaded, like, just loaded on like cheap Chardonnay. And yeah. Jessica knew that she couldn't have been driving because she was in such a like bad shape. <laughs> that yeah, that was quite yeah. Yeah, that was quite good. Okay. Uh Ashley, what do you think? 
Uh, my fave moment was the license plate flashback. So Jessica's staring at the car with her friend <laughs> looking on, and then it zooms in on the license plate. And I just, mm-hmm. I liked all of that little camera work. Um, and I'm going to give it a 10. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. It was a complicated plot, but it kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rhonda was great. Okay. Brilliant. Thanks, Ashley. Megan. I'm also giving it a 10. 10 out of 10, okay. baby. God, I just loved all of it. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I when Rhonda as it when Rhonda walks in with the neck brace. I to did the, like that. Like... I like I mean again, it is very, very dark, but Rhonda yeah. like crawling out of the car. Mm-hmm. All the flashbacks were just yeah. Top notch. I mean the best. Yeah, I think all, I'm gonna give this. I'm going to give it an eight. I really like this episode, but I do find Leon absolutely infuriating. And, mm. but that is like a pretty small, I like that. It's like mostly the sorority sisters. I think that's fun. Um, I love that they have this lady. They all seem to actively hate. Um, and then I guess my favorite thing is this episode seemed to have a lot of freeze frames. So it would get to the end of a scene like when Jessica's laughing with Paul and it would freeze frame on her laughing. I don't know if that was just how I was watching it, but it just felt like there were some really momentous occasions. So it was like, I liked, yeah. And you're right. The flashbacks are all really fun. And like, I mean, yeah. obviously she gets murdered. So that's, you know, but you it, it paints a picture of a person without you actually having to meet the person, which is um, kind of fun. Uh Okay. Does anybody have anything else they want to add before we close out? No. No. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.